Welcome to Everybody Somebody, the podcast that uncovers the main character story within us all. I'm Dia. And I'm Amy. And today, folks, buckle up because we have a really interesting and very relevant episode for you. We're going to be talking about social media habits. You know, we love to yarn about it, but it's true. We need to know why it's so freaking toxic for us and what we can do to help ourselves. Amy's awesome business that she single-handedly built entrepreneur bullshit that's right that's amy and she's also going to talk about how that impacted her life and what she learned from it that is an awesome intro thank you so much uh we're going to go into a lot of my story but also stuff that i think is going to be relevant to our audience around um why social media platforms can be harmful the kind of pressures of the online world that we have both have and everyone has and also some tips on how you can have a more mindful social media experience. So yeah, how have you been this week, dear? Um, I've been good. Speaking of, you know, social media, I definitely have been off social media like compared to last week a bit more just because I've been a bit sick this week. So I'm like, I can't even mm. look at my phone because I get a headache and weirdly I feel better because I'm not like looking at the feed and what other people are doing and the weather's nice and like I always feel like guilty when the weather's nice nice because I'm like oh I think I need to be outside you know so I have been sick but it's been good because I've been off my phone how about you yeah no totally I relate to that so much I always feel so much better when I'm not scrolling Instagram like I'm just doing something else but I have had a good week I am just, you know, <laughs> at the end of the work day, so mm-hmm. feeling a bit flat, but I'm really excited for this chat. So I think I'm going to feel more energized, especially if we go into our clown moments. <laughs> Mate, uh, let me tell you something. My clown moment is like a warning to everybody, right? I it's a clown moment. Away. It's a clown moment. It also a warning. So. Morning. <laughs> so basically yesterday I was sitting outside in the sun on my lunch break and I was just, you know, talking to somebody, just texting people, just, you know, catching up on life admin a little bit in the sun. And this woman comes up to me and she's an Indian woman and she's like, oh, hello, sister. And I was like, oh, hi. And I was kind of jarred because I was looking down on my phone and she's like, oh, do you believe in religion? And I was like, oh, fuck, here we go again. Like, I'm like, oh, don't, don't talk to me about this right now. I was like, um, yeah, I- I'm Hindu. And then she goes, okay, do you believe in astrology? And I'm like, um, sort of, I wouldn't say I'm a heavy believer. And she goes, okay, well, you know, I've just started a new job around the corner and my role is to get people in to see this palm reader He's one minute away. Can you please like help me? I haven't been able to get one person to this guy. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And then she was like, I'm from South India. And like, I'm from South, I'm actually from South India too. So that really struck a chord with me. And she's like, I'm mm-hmm. new, to, I'm new to this country. And, you know, this is like my first job. I, like, can you just go in and meet him? And so it looks like I've like brought someone in basically. So I was like, oh, fuck no. I was like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll come with you classic oh my god stranger danger red flag number one don't talk to strangers and then say yes i want to see a palm reader (laughs) and go off to meet a man a random man so i will it it is really close to my house so i wasn't too much of a dumb bitch so i walked up these stairs and then there was a corridor and that's when i was like all right this gonna be my last day goodbye world 
But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna let my sister, my other my brown sister who's led me here, earn some commission through me. So I'm like, I'm gonna go through with it. So I get into this room, and it has it's like I'm in, in like a movie or something. This room is like a massive devotees room like there's shrines there's massive posters of like indian gods and goddesses there's incense there's crystals there's rocks like it's, it's just everywhere and i sit down and he he asked me how old i am and when i was born and he reads my palm and he goes to me um so i feel like you know you're going to be very rich you're very giving um but you have stomach problems oh, <laughs> no. so who's the real deal I was like, oh my goodness, I should have come to you earlier. And I was like, yeah, I do. I have like a, I have like weird reflux problems in the last year. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of true. And she and then he was like, you know, you 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 worry about other people a lot in terms of, you know, like health and your family and like you're you you're a doer and you're constantly thinking about other people. Um and I was like, okay, that's kind of true. And so he said a lot of these things that, you know, we're gonna that are kind of true. And then he goes, but I see a darkness surrounding you. I see, you know, you are flower, but soon you will shrivel. <laughs> I was oh. like, what the fuck? And he's like, yes, tell me your enemies' names. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't have enemies. I don't think I have enemies. He's like, no, everybody have an enemy. Our enemies show us our weaknesses and through our weaknesses we develop our strengths and i was like what the fuck have i come into i was like bitch i'm on my lunch break like i want to eat my sandwich and go back inside like anyway so i named two enemies that <laughs> i cannot <laughs> wait to hear who these two people are <laughs> so i named two enemies that i kind of think are my enemies i don't even know and he goes no you have a big enemy from seven years ago and i'm like what did I do seven years ago? And like, he basically kept going on and on about some enemy who's apparently done black magic on me and that I need to be aware of them. And that for me to get rid of this evil dark spirit or negative energy in my life, I need to pay him $600. So he does like prayers for me. $600 for him to get rid of. Okay. I, this story is so unbelievable, but it's like only this would, uh, this would only happen to you. Like, like, I feel like she was watching you for days outside. Yeah, being house. a dumb bitch. Yeah, like walking right. into poles and like just being a stupid bitch. Like, and as soon as I heard 600, I was like, all right, this is definitely a scam. I'm like, you know what? I actually don't mind my enemies and <laughs> like, I I revel in the hole in the darkness. So, you know what? That's fine. I, I'm lovely to see you and hope you have a good life. And thank you to your worker out there who got me in here, but I'm going to leave. And I literally paid my $10 to him, which was his minimum fee. And I left and I was like, I'm never getting lured in to a random person's room reading my palm ever again. <laughs> that is the biggest clown moment I've heard of yours, but also like, you know, good on you for trusting a stranger, I guess, and finding out that you actually have an enemy from seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's yours? Okay, well, mine isn't as cooked as that, but I think you're you're really going to like it. So I work like two minutes away from my house is where my offices are. So mm -hmm. I always come back on my lunch break and make lunch at home. Well, not always. I try to. Mm -hmm. um, so this week I came home, as I usually do, 
put whatever I needed to in the air fryer and was going about my business. I go upstairs to grab all of the cups and everything that I've left around in my office in the bedroom everywhere to put in the dishwasher. I get three stairs down and I just go boom into the wall. There is like two cups that have stuff in them. One has half a hot chocolate. The other one has half a coffee. It goes all up the wall, all into the carpet. And the carpet's like a, like a beige color. So not a carpet you want to spill stuff on. And this is like, I have to go back to work in like 20 minutes. So it's all over my clothes as well, over my pants. So I'm freaking out. And you know, when you make a mistake like that and it kind of puts you in shock and you're like almost going to cry, even though at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter. I'm like about to cry. So I pick up all this stuff and then I get all the, um, the carpet cleaner and I, (laughs) I put it on the floor and I'm doing it so fast. I had barely have time to eat and then I have to get changed obviously. So (laughs) I turn up back to work in a completely different outfit from when I started the day. (laughs) Everyone probably thinks I shut myself. (laughs) I mean, you basically did. Yeah. I just turn up in different pants than I had on the, in the morning. So I'm like, oh my oh God. <laughs> that is so, I, I, you know, I actually think I know why you fell. Okay. Let's hear it. I think it's your green fat bung toe that protrudes <laughs> that has caused you to trip and cause a disaster in your house. So I feel like the the bung toe has had enough airtime, okay, on this podcast. No more well, speaking of the bung toe. Actually, can you give me the number for your palm reader? <laughs> I've got some stuff to sort out. Mate, my evil energy in my life is probably from your fucking bung toe. Maybe it is. <laughs> Probs. Um, yeah, okay, enough about bung toes and us being absolute clowns. I actually do really want to get into you know, how and why you started your business. Because as a friend looking at you from the outside, I've always been so amazed at how dedicated and how motivated you've been. And I kind of want to know, like, where did it all start? Like, how did you get so dedicated towards wanting to be your own boss? Great question. So, and appreciate you being my number one hype man. But it all goes back to... I think 2016 was when I actually started my online business. And I basically started it by creating an Instagram account. And it was one of those things I didn't think heaps about. I was just offering a few services here and there. And then it ended up getting to the point where I was able to quit my full-time job. I wouldn't be able to do that now. It was more, I was earning enough for a junior salary. So I was able to quit. And I had this kind of goal of wanting to travel and wanting to do that digital nomad thing that was really popular at the time. Like even pre 2020, it was a really huge thing that people were taking their laptop and working from wherever. So I really, really wanted to do that. And I was able, yeah, as I said, to quit my job and start this Instagram account. But I know looking from the outside, I'm sure people thought I was killing it when in reality, I did this for like five years and I'm going to say the majority of those five years weren't great times. It was good in the, yeah, it was good in the sense of like having that freedom to be creative and do what I want and learn heaps. I learned more than I could probably in a lot of other jobs, 
but it because the business was run from social media entirely my strategy was social first i was offering social media services and i was kind of i guess kind of influencing which i didn't call myself an influencer more like a content creator but because of that people had access to me at all hours of the day and i'm talking other business owners because they were kind of my main audience and it would mean I was posting on Instagram every single day, I was talking on stories every day, showing every aspect of my life from the moment I got a coffee in the morning to when I went to bed at night, even though it was business related content, because I was trying to show that I'm living the entrepreneur dream and whatever, but it really took a toll on my mental health more towards the end of it. I think it was fine during my early mid twenties, but by the end of it, I just got really it really took a massive toll on my mental health and a huge part was because you have to be chronically online and especially if you're a marketer you have to know everything about social media and all these things and there's this pressure to always answer people immediately so I would get 50 plus dms a day of people asking for advice asking for me to check my email for something they'd sent um it wasn't even advice it was good things like they wanted to work with me and things like that, but it was constant. The worst part of that though was the opinions. So I was sharing my opinions. It didn't necessarily mean I was asking for opinions back, but that's the nature of being kind of public with things. So to put it in context, I probably had about six or 7,000 followers on Instagram towards the end, but it was a very engaged audience. So. I was getting a lot of business out of it and stuff, but the opinions, people would disagree with me and they would make mean it, they would make it known. Like they would make me feel terrible about opinions. And I think because my mental health wasn't great at that time, it really impacted me. So yeah, that's when I got to the point where I was like, you know what, I don't really care about this anymore. I don't care about wanting to show that I'm living this great business life I kind of just want to do the work I just want to be a marketer I don't want to be you know a influencer for people to pick apart I think you've raised such a great point in that imagine I just want people to imagine you know how you 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 have a good weekend and you have photos on your phone and you're like oh I'm gonna post it at like 8 p.m on you know Monday or Tuesday so I get engagement and I'm gonna think of a caption think about the energy for that one post and then think about like what Amy had to do every single day and if your actual livelihood had to de- depended on that post how like taxing would it be and the mental energy and like the value you put on that post and then the value you put on people liking and commenting that must be like just so stressful because if you have like you know a month of like shit posts or shit engagement then that directly affects the new customers coming in right yeah exactly that's a really good point that I didn't even touch on you become addicted to those features that are inbuilt even personally into these apps, which I really want to touch on these, these likes and these comments and shares and whatever metric was trending at the time, you become addicted to it and you can't stop looking at it. And it's by design, but it also, when you're, you've got that extra layer of running a business on top of it and being like, oh shit, like I need to pay for my rent this month. And I, I need, you know, bills to pay for all of the business stuff too. 
the business expenses were crazy and you had to think about paying that as well and then on top of it other people's opinions so naturally I eventually after all that time and I'm glad I did it honestly I say that most of it was bad but I mean most of it was hard is more what I mean Mm. but yeah so it was yeah the harmful aspects of social media I think are something we should probably talk about right a hundred percent and you know I've never had a successful business like you because I've always been the worker bee in big corporate organizations. So hearing your perspective is so refreshing and it actually is really great to know that it's not everything as it seems because even being a really close friend when you were traveling and living in Thailand and, you know, getting these um, really cool clients and posting about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's killing it. Like, I wish I was that disciplined to like start something off my own because we did pretty much the same degree. And I'm like, why am I not like this? But then when, you know, talking to you, I realized like, holy shit, it's actually not easy at all. And you probably need a lot more determination and motivation than to start something on your own than working under someone in a business. Um, and, you know, touching on the social media aspect of it as well. Like I go on my phone every morning when I wake up, like I, I'm just going to do a dirty, like just put my dirty laundry out there. No, I, I want to talk about that. Like I have some, I have many thoughts on that and I'll, we'll talk about it later, but yeah, continue. Yeah. Like I, I'm just going to air it out. Right. Like I wake up I in the morning. I think it's a bad thing, by the way, is my, maybe we should just talk about it now, but I think it's. Yeah. Most of the social media advice out there is um, coming from people who position themselves as wellness influencers or people that want you to think they have their shit together. But the majority majority of us, we wake up in the morning and we check our phone. But mm-hmm. that ne- isn't necessarily a bad thing because sometimes that'll wake you up. It wakes me up if I look at my phone for 10 minutes, but then... It's what happens next after that. It's not sitting on your phone for an hour. But that is just one of the ways you raised a really good point that, you know, it's something that we all do. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, your morning alarm is your phone, right? Like, I mean, it is for me. But I think what affects me is that when I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is I open my phone, I go on Instagram or, or TikTok I will 100% see something or someone that will make me feel less than or like it, it, straight away. It's like this person, I love her outfit. She looks so much, so, she looks so great. This person did this over the weekend. This person's achieving this or going on, even on LinkedIn where everyone's like, you know, big digging each other. Like I will see something first thing in the morning and that kind of puts me in a shitty mind frame for the rest of the day. True. And it affects me. I mean, it might not for other people, but me personally, I've noticed the days that I'm on my phone, like I'll be more sluggish and like I just won't be as upbeat. But the days where I don't, I wake up, I put like, I use Alexa to turn my, like as my alarm and I go downstairs, I make myself a coffee and read a book or go for a walk, then check my phone at like 8.30. It's so much better. Like I feel like I don't need that social clutter the moment I open my eyes. Oh, 100%. I mean, that's the way to do it. I think it's just the general advice is something that not everyone can do because of the addiction to these apps the way that you're doing it is way better and personally I pick up my kindle if I've looked at my phone for a few minutes because that's that I've created that new habit and it's really helpful for me to read in the morning it makes me feel a lot better when I go off to start my work day and I do have that luxury of living really close to my work currently but touching on how these social media apps have been designed it is 
something that people broadly know. They know that these apps are keeping you on there. But I think if we dig deeper, I recently read a book about that is from 2016 to 2017. So before TikTok and before 2020 and COVID and all of that, which has obviously changed our habits even more. But the these social media apps are designed to change behaviour. They're yeah. designed to change and influence what you think, how you vote, what you do in your day to day. And it also is what another thing people don't think about. It's constant surveillance. You're putting up your life for anyone to see, but also for the largest corporations in history right now, you're telling them exactly what you do. And a lot of people, especially around privacy, are like, well, I've got nothing to hide. I don't care. But it is a really scary thing. So these apps are intended to keep you there and you're sharing everything on there. And they have been built to release your negative emotions. And that's yes. a fact. And the reason why is because anger, jealousy, hurt, whatever other negative emotions, they feed a fuel in people, in most yeah. of us, that it becomes addictive and you're more likely to watch and get invested and do all these things than if you're happy. If you're genuinely happy, and a lot of people can be genuinely happy looking at their social media, and it's not all doom and gloom, but if you're genuinely happy, you're probably just not showing it or not investing or reading the comments or going down a loophole and finding yeah. something, doing a bit of stalking. And yeah, there's one thing that I want us to talk about and maybe you have some thoughts on this. I'd really mm. love to hear your point of view. But I, I don't know where I heard this, but it was talking about how the memories that we are creating in our life, so many of our memories will be on a phone, of us watching on a phone our memories and our other people's memories. Yeah. So when you look back on your life, how much time have you spent and on your phone, their memories you've created now? And I know, yeah, what do you think about that? I think it is so true because now, even if something really positive or momentous or something happens in front of me, I straight away reach for my phone. So my memory of that event or situation happening is me taking a photo or video of that. You know, like I'm not in the moment anymore. Like I'm not in the memory. I'm not making the memory. I'm photographing or documenting the memory, you know. So I agree with you. It's wild how, you know, when we look back, I literally think of like, oh, yeah, I posted that on Instagram. Or like, oh, yeah, that video, like, oh, it was so funny. I like put it on my stories. Like it, it's more about that than what was actually happening in the present time. And when you think about your childhood, right? Like I get so emotional thinking in a happy way, thinking about my childhood because it's so phone free. Like where our generation is a little bit lucky that when we were younger, like below like being 10 and 11, 12, we didn't have phones. It was like playing outside or building freaking like mud huts, you know, with like something in the backyard or just doing stupid shit without our phone. And that brings me so much joy. So it's sad that like all my recent memories have been like, oh yeah, I took a photo of it and then showed like the whole world. Yeah, exactly. Because where you spend your time is where you spend your attention. And that's especially true with what you were saying about having your phone 
and that behavior change is that when now when we go out for dinner when we are sitting having a chat with a friend we're documenting that and it's it's taking us out of the moment and it almost makes you a less present person in the lives of the people that you care about and we all do things now to show show them on social media and it's kind of reframing to think am I doing this because I want to do it or am I doing it because I want other people to see that I'm doing it. So I'm going to be super honest, and it's probably one hard to admit, but I definitely do think I'm addicted to Instagram. I I am addicted to, you know, showcasing my life in a certain way. And every, every time I go out to dinner or if I'm doing something with, like, my friends that I think looks cool, like, I will put it on because it does bring me joy. But at the same time, in a way... It is like, oh, like, look, it's so cool what I'm doing. And like, people will think it's like, oh, I've gone to a fancy restaurant or, you know, I'm wearing this and oh, my fashion's nice. Like, it is a bit of that. And I'm wanting to step away from that. And I am trying. So I did try to like delete Instagram off my phone in the middle of the week. But it's so bad because I am addicted because I feel like I'm missing out if I'm not on there. And I'm missing out on like, everything like what people are doing and talking about like trends like news it's become so intrinsic to my life and it's fucking like it's scary yeah it is scary but it's also like the problem isn't you and the problem isn't the internet the problem is these social media platforms Mm -hmm. and it can feel like you're the only person in the world who can't stop looking at their phone but everyone has that problem and even experiencing things in the world everyone well you know most people especially our age are probably thinking oh i need to take a photo i need to share this immediately and i think that's a really good point in talking about how you can have a more mindful experience on social media so i i don't think the solution is not being on social media because even with out me doing any of this influencing stuff there is a part of me that wants to see what my friends are doing and keeping that community really tight-knit has been instrumental to me I have stopped caring about likes and followers and more I care about what I can see and how I can connect with people who aren't near me because I live in a different country now and I still want to be connected I still want to see what you're doing I want to see what my family are doing and I think that social media does connect people in that way so yeah I don't I don't think the solution is to just be like we can't use it anymore you know no 100% it's not but it's also hard though because these apps are so addictive so I used to work at TikTok so I understand what the algorithm does and it's it is you're right it, it is like trigger triggering emotions really strong emotions that either make you like comment or share um so it is so hard because you're battling against pretty much like psychologists and like experts that design these apps to make you so addicted and hooked into it you're battling against that and your own willpower it is super hard it's like people have equated it to gambling like a gambling addiction where oh, you know yeah. the, the machines are so powerful and they're shiny and they're bright and they're so addictive you know and you keep going back so I agree and then like, this brings us to kind of comparison culture and the illusion of perfectionism you know like as I was saying we both have experienced it going online and seeing something that makes you feel a bit shit or a bit you know less than and it does make you feel shit but I have really I think what's really worked for me is just realizing that like it is actually all fake 
Like no one looks like amazing 24-7. They're always yeah. doing amazing things 24-7. No, it's a curated experience. And that's another point that I think we kind of touched on, but people do things to show other people that they're doing them. Like, yep. it, and we feel bad about that. But, you know, it's a it's really a perception because people have curated that for themselves. A hundred percent. And I know that because you've had a business online and have so much experience using social media, all the different tools, I guess, what, uh, what, what are some of your tips to, or advice that you'd give that are helpful for people trying to wean off social media? And what are, and what are some things that like, isn't helpful that you read about and you shouldn't bother doing them? Yeah, that is a great question. So my experience, especially running a business, I was on social media all day, 24-7. If you looked at my stats, it would have been terrible. And even now, it I sometimes realise when it is too much because I'll check, you know, when you get that little report that <laughs> your iPhone is telling you you've yeah. spent too much time on your phone. I There are some things that I have put in place recently. So I use Apple's usage limit. So I put all of my social media apps into a folder and I put a three hour for the entire day limit. And three hours may seem like a lot of time to spend on social media in a day, but it's not. That goes so quickly. And sometimes Mm. when that goes, I can't use social media for the entire night. Sometimes if I'm cheeky, I'll put the 15 minutes, I'll give myself 15 minutes, like another two times. But besides that, I'm like, okay, can't do that. I'm going to have to watch a Netflix show or I'm going to have to read a book or read my Kindle. And that has just given me willpower because I'm like, you know what? The app is telling me I can't. I invested three hours of my day already here and that just feels like a lot. So that's my first thing that I think is really important. Then I think if you are someone who wants to learn a bit more about your privacy and your personal information, then I really encourage you if you have a personal Instagram account to review your content, look at what you've posted and see if that reveals anything about you to not only everyone, but to the apps that you are posting that content on that those apps now own pretty much. If you look at those terms and conditions, review that content. And then if you want to take it another step further, and I think this is quite valuable, is to review who is following you and get rid of people. Just get rid of people who you don't know or you don't want to know and private your account. Now, these are obviously if you want to grow a following and you don't really care about those things, just review your content and make sure it's, you know, it's not revealing anything too sensitive about yourself, which can be a variety of things, including your morning routine. If you are you know, walking to the gym at eight o'clock every weekday, don't post that in real time, that these are things that you should always be thinking about. When you're in a location, don't post at that time. But obviously these are massive precautions and it doesn't mean that something bad is going to happen to you if you do it, even though, you know, we've learned this lesson from Kim Kardashian. She no longer posts in real time. But even beyond not doing that it's these apps knowing your behavior they know what you're doing and where you're going and I think people think of it on an individual level but they're building all of this data so that is really important and yeah I think as I mentioned before the advice that isn't helpful for me personally is not looking at your social media 
in times when you're probably going to feel that addiction. So in the morning, I don't, if you look at your phone for five minutes and it does make you feel really bad, don't do that. But if you can roll over, have a little look and then do something else, I think, you know, for me personally, I can do that. Some people can't, but if you're going to invest hours of your day into social media, put those usage limits on. So there are a couple of things that have helped me. Um, are there any that have helped you that I haven't mentioned? Um, I think for me, it's what's really helped me is how keeping my phone in another room um, at night. So me and my partner got into a really bad habit where we'd get into bed and just be on our phone, just replying to people or just be so um, buzzed, like just looking at stuff on our phone and so heightened and that would really affect our sleep. So I've just started to put my phone in a whole other room, like low downstairs. I live in a studio, (laughs) just in another space where I can't access it. And then in the mornings as well, I'm putting my phone downstairs and have put like a song that I really like um, as my alarm. So when I wake up, I hear that song and I have to go physically downstairs, turn it off. And then I'm near the blind. So I'll open the blind. So I'm making it like easy for me to not access my phone. So like remove the barrier, like so create more barriers to you accessing your phone. Like Amy said, you know, having apps that make it harder for you to access it after a certain li- a certain time limit, you know, so just make it harder for you to access your phone basically. Yeah, that it's really, really important to do that. And I love your point about sleep. I also <laughs> might, because of, I can't look at social media because I've usually, my usage limits are done for the day, but I will try not to even, I'll keep my phone on do not disturb so that, I don't look at messages after a certain time and I just have a much better night's sleep when I haven't been looking at my phone beforehand and I've kind of replaced that with the Kindle. So I've replaced one technology with another piece of technology that I feel is way healthier for me. A hundred percent. I mean, a privilege to go and buy a Kindle, but if there's something else that you can, you know, reach for that is a book or something that is going to, you know, fulfill that need then I think that's a lot better than you know scrolling going down that doom scroll and watching how wonderful everyone else presents their lives yeah and I there's another quick point I wanted to touch on is that you know when like you've messaged a friend and they haven't replied to you and you think they're busy and you see them online and that automatically makes you feel like oh like they're online they must be on Instagram and they haven't messaged me or you know this person maybe doesn't think I'm as important because they're like please stop doing that. I need to tell myself to stop doing that because I know that I accidentally do that to other people. Like I might have seen a message, but I don't have the mental energy to reply, but scrolling on Instagram is so much easier than writing a thoughtful response. So it's just like, I just wanted to put it out there because I know that I've been doing it sometimes. It's been like, oh, fuck, like this person hasn't replied to me or like, oh, fuck, I haven't replied to them, but they saw that I posted a story. I just, yeah, I just want to put out there like that's so toxic to do and yeah I need basically it's for myself mainly you know that's so common though everyone feels like that I'll tell you what I've done recently I turned off the um the live I don't know what it's called but how it shows online now on your messenger I turned that off so I can't see other people's and they can't see mine so now I don't have that because I was always like oh this person's online they're online 10 minutes ago where the hell are they I need an answer right now and now that I've turned that off, I don't really think about that. I'm just like, oh, it's kind of like sending a text message now, which is a lot easier. So that's another hot tip. Um, I think we're, we're, we've 
packed a lot into this and I really think the message is that you don't have to quit social media but you should be selective of the platforms that you use and your usage and how it actually makes you feel. For sure. And don't feel bad if, you know, there is a day that you are on your phone very much because it is ebbs and flows. I think look at it from a holistic, like weekly point of view. Like when you look back and go, okay, I haven't talked to my partner a lot this week or called my parents and I actually have, didn't do much work because I'm on my phone, then it's a problem. But don't beat yourself up for it because as we said, these apps are designed to get you hooked. Yeah, that is so smart. I actually love that and I'm going to apply that to my own life because if you have one bad day and you spend half the day on your phone, just tomorrow's a new day. You know, it's like anything in life. But I really love that. Thanks, Amy. I'm a, I should be an astrologer and I have all the all the answers. <laughs> yeah, can you read my palm? <laughs> yeah, it says you're a dumb bitch forever. Oh my god, sorry. Oh, yours says you should you shouldn't go into strange people's places that you don't know. Stranger danger. Oops, oops, gulp. Well, gulp. it's been <laughs> well, it's been amazing to speak with you guys today. Um, hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure to like, subscribe, review us on Spotify, wherever you're listening, your podcast. Um, we'll see you next week. Latest clowns. Love you clowns. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe, rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. That's it for this week. We're getting on our unicycles. Signing off. Latest clowns. <laughs>